Bridget Masinga on Off The Pitch. Let's get into the meat of the show and we kick it off with all things made in South Africa today. And we have a focus on nuclear, which uh, do interesting work in the hospitality space. I'm really intrigued to find out what Cleo Anastasia Johnson, the founder and curator of nuclear, um, and her company get up to. So from what I've gathered, hospitality is the name of the game. And Cleo has got a vast, vast number of years of experience behind the scenes playing in the hospitality industry with some of the biggest players globally. Um, and she's worked alongside brands like Marriott International, as well as the Radisson Blue and the one and only. And if you travel, you do know that these are premium, premium brands. Um, and she's helped them create invaluable experiences for people like you and I who not only go out to travel and want to, you know, see and smell and experience the sights of various destinations, but for people who actually also enjoy being in the hotel. Cleo, how are you? Hi, Bridget. I'm well in yourself. I am great. Thank you. Cleo, I do not subscribe to that old adage of, the hotel is where my bag stays, so it can be dodgy. I don't care. I'm not that girl. I need luxury. I need comfort. I need all things soft. You know, this new generation say soft life. We need soft That's life. Soft living. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Enter in, Cleo. You've been in the hospitality business for a number of years now. How, how did you get into it? So I actually, um, initially I was going to study sports management and somehow find myself in hospitality management. And I studied that for three years at the Cape Town Natal School. And I think I graduated around about 2012, 2013. And in that time, obviously, we had in-service training. And so from there, I just kind of had my career because of that. So, yeah. And then you you found your way, you know, working with great international brands like Marriott International, Radisson, the one and only, and the list goes the list goes on and on. These are really premium brands that have a very high global standard to maintain. So, how was your experience working in those machines? Honestly, gave me the best experience. Um, just from a service aspect, for me um, personally, and also why hospitality resonates so well with me is that I love you know, being able to make someone's day and be able to offer a great service. Mm. And just being in, you know, being in these environments um, where they, you know, excellence is always required of you. There's no excuse. You just have to deliver. You just have to problem solve. So it just, it really makes you a very dynamic individual, never mind just in hospitality, just in the corporate world as a whole. And yeah, it was just, I can't even explain to you just the, the, the ethics, um, you know, just the core values that they have as a company, or companies, I should say. Yeah. Um, it really just, it really trickles down to the staff and it really doesn't matter what position you are. It's really ingrained in you. Sorry, ingrained in you. Yeah. Cleo is joining me on the phone right now. She's the founder and curator of Nuclear, which is a consulting firm that focuses on the hospitality industry. She founded it in 2017. And Cleo, I read somewhere that you said your aim was to change the face of hospitality and tourism, not only in South Africa, but also on the continent. That's correct. So I was fortunate enough um, earlier this year, before of the COVID, 
Um, I was in Togo working in Lome, um, mm. so in West Africa. And I mean, obviously, I was fortunate enough to work in a five-star establishment there and assist them just in kind of repositioning the hotel. But also, I was exposed to a lot of the, I would say, the different um, accommodation, um, sorry, that were offered. And also just the infrastructure that they lack. And sometimes, you know, people just open a hotel for the sake of, but there's no structure, there's no um, intention in terms of how they're going to reach their market. And mm. for me, that's just kind of what I, I saw as a, a gap in the market while I was there. And for me, that was just my next aim. So when I came back to South Africa, um, two of my colleagues, one is based in South Africa and the other in the UK, and we formed a conglomerate mm. to be able to do uh, to achieve this next year and kind of, you know, reach out to investors to develop new platforms that also suit our infrastructure in Africa. Because um, you'll find that a lot of the systems that they'll implement, especially these international brands, mm. our infrastructure in Africa cannot necessarily, one, withstand them, and two, it's so expensive. Mm. We need something that's affordable, that these hotels can actually make money, and they're not paying these huge management fees. Yeah. So that's kind of just where my thinking was at the end of the day with all of this. Yeah. We love a woman is all about problem solving, especially when that problem solving benefits the end user, you know, South Africans and Africans like myself at large. So Cleo then comes in. So you off, you are, you know, living your best life on the continent, then comes in covert and we all have to lock down and return back home. How did this then affect your business and also affect your business model moving forward. What are you and your partners now thinking? Are you re-engineering? Are you rethinking some of your strategies? What's your thoughts? So obviously COVID hit me very hard this year, um, obviously being in the hospitality space. Mm. And um, it's just especially with nuclear. Um, obviously, it was another business that I formed out of all of this that's completely separate to hospitality as a whole. Mm. Um, but with our part, with, well, sorry, with my partners, um, we came up with Asopolis Corporation. So not only are we focusing, obviously, like I said, on software development and you know giving something that is cost effective to the continent, we're looking obviously at a hub and just being able to provide content and research for the continent because that's also lacking. They always group us with Middle East and Africa mm. and predominantly the research sits with the Middle East. So there's very little that sits with Africa in terms of research. So we want to be able to provide a platform for that as well as a paid model. And obviously we, um, COVID has obviously taken us as well. We'll be doing more online events, more online exhibitions. Mm. We'll be targeting, especially like, I mean, the experience that we had with Togo as well. A lot of tourism boards are not really focused on pushing the country they're there mm -hmm. but they're not very effective mm. and that's our next focus as well being able to target that because our campaign in togo was so successful like i said we saw the gap that these are you know the groups the i just want to say the government um departments that we'll be targeting in order to push the continent forward working with the likes of UNWTO as well yes yes so clear when you talk about you know these uh, business enhancing strategies that allow you to sort of get the businesses in the face of the consumers how are South African ho hotels and the hospitality industry faring in that game you, um, you know are we doing a great job at communicating especially domestically so I Personally, <laughs> and I mean, it's probably very controversial, but I mean, obviously, I've seen the likes of an SA Tourism and, you know, we've engaged with them over the years, obviously, being in hotels and that. Mm. And I just feel we need more of an aggressive stance, especially from a body that is leading the country in terms of tourism and hospitality. Yeah. We have people on the ground, so your hotels, and I love the fact that the influencers and, you know, the SAS Travel Ready movement, mm. they did the most during COVID. And they are influencing SA Tourism. However, it shouldn't be like that. SA Tourism should be taking the lead in this regard. Yes. And that's why I feel like this is where discussions need to be had. This is where 
we will obviously come on board and be able to advise and say, you know what, this is a strategy we should be looking at. Because something that they brought up was um, dynamic pricing. Mm. This has been in the hospitality industry for years, and she's kind of trying to coin it now in 2020. It's a bit old, to now, be honest. Cleo, so, sorry yeah, to interject. Okay. Is dynamic yeah. pricing what we're always talking about? Um, the need for us to have domestic prices versus international price points? So yeah, it includes that as well. And obviously okay. having your midweek and weekend business rates. Uh-huh. So there's always so there's always a strategy. You'll hear things like revenue and yield management. So when you work, especially in the larger hotels, you'll obviously see it. Unless you obviously have a smaller property, but you are busy because of conferences, mm. you'll notice that their rates fluctuate. So mm. there's always a different deal. You know, maybe you do a bundle, buy three, get 10% off. Those fall under dynamic pricing. There's always a bundle somewhere, essentially. Yes. And this is how you, this is how you, one, for the hotel, because that's at the end of the day, the crucial part. You need to be able to put bums in beds. Yes, yeah, so true. Listen, Cleo, I think we could talk to you forever in a day. Um, you know, you obviously have some gems when it comes to how do we, you know, maximize and capitalize on, on the tourism and specifically the hospitality industry in South Africa. But I think maybe before I let you go, there's, you know, a whole bunch of South Africans that listen to us on SAFM countrywide. And with the festive season coming up, a lot of people who really earn a decent living through things like Airbnb and, you know, time sharing their homes or seasonal sharing, whatever the language is in your world. Um, How do those people then sort of move forward post-COVID and and how do they make sure that they're able to attract the the travelers to their their residences and and to their properties and, and just really also reassure people that they are ready to receive them in the safest, healthiest way? So I know it's probably going to be the most basic answer, but when yeah. I say communication and PIS is such a big thing, um, especially with some of the clients that I take on, sometimes you would assume social media presence is, you know, top of the list, but yeah. it's not necessarily the case. So things like that. One, having a presence. Two, use influencers. And I don't, and obviously, you know, have a PR agency or an agency that can assist you in selecting the right ones. Mm. Because the thing is, at the end of the day, they have the power to be able to pull, you know, a, a market that you may not be, have been able to reach at the time. You know, get a PR strategy involved. Get a PPC campaign going. Because um, one thing I remember, obviously, when I put my report together at the beginning of this year, um, when COVID has hit us, was that a lot of people are still, you know, researching holiday destinations. Those are the people you need to target through PPC campaigns. Mm. So there is a market. It's just being able to reach them. And digital is such a big movement at the moment because we're moving away from traditional advertising. So for me, at the end of the day, it's being smart. And at the end of the day, digital is more cost effective as well. You just need the right people to advise you. So true. (laughs) So you heard it from Cleo herself. I mean, she spends countless amounts of time with Nuclear, her company, focused on consulting in the world of hospitality to ensure that you maximize on the tourism industry and position yourself, especially in this fourth industrial revolution. Get those influences under your belt, guys, uh, but make sure that you've got some legitimate KPIs and some measurables for them to live up to. And uh, Cleo, all the best for you moving forward. I look forward to seeing what else your company comes up with because tourism is one of the largest sectors in South Africa and it needs all the help it can get. Amazing. Thank you so much. And I hope you keep a surprise in the future. Awesome. <laughs> Great. Thanks. Bye.